Listening to the Bingo Hall Boys. My name is Jake, and joining is my co-host Mitch. Mitch, it's uh, it's been weird. So normally we record, and then it's like, is sure enough, as soon as we're done, something happens. Like twelve oh one a.m., a major news story breaks, and we're like, well, do we re-record? Do we do an addendum, or do we just wait? And uh, I, I think we might have enough to talk about on this episode. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we have you. anything to anything to wait for right now. I know the Golden Globes happened last night. I know we're going to looked... see one of the awards on Friday. Like, hello. We got to talk about who's hot, who's not, who was stunning, who was not stunning. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't do the entertainment thing so well. What was your favorite movie of 2022? Oh boy. I mean, I don't watch a lot of new movies, so like <laughs> for the 30th year in a row, Heat. <laughs> like I guess I mean, pro I guess Top Gun Maverick, like I didn't watch yeah. much, so I don't have a huge huge sample here, but did you uh did you see the menu? No, I haven't. Ooh, fire up the HBO and uh, check it out. All right. That was my pick for the year. Anyway, banter is basically over. We don't really have time to do anything. I just wanted to get a quick thing we'll, in We'll there. have enough banter with the actual news. All right. What, what do you want to talk about? Well, rumors have been a little wild. So we let off on... The only January 6, 2023 that could t- possibly top a previous January 6. Um, um, I don't know, bud. I have to live with the consequences of that every day. So speak for yourself. Well, you're Canada, probably going to uh... have to live with the consequences of this one, too. But it's funny. through all this, I remember uh, some fucktard was saying something like, over, this is such an overreaction. This is the same as when Trump got elected and y'all said you were moving to Canada. And I was like, man, we welcomed y'all with open arms in 2020 or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know why you didn't come. Like, if I wasn't running a business, yeah. like my wife and I were legitimately talking about it. We're like, yeah. so everywhere's cold. Let's figure out where the least cold is. There's, there's to some extent, there's like a weird correlation to like, in the states, it seems like a lot of the heavy conservative places are like the super hot places, like Texas and Florida, and a lot of those really kind of hot climate because they're south, right? Like that—that's your split, right? You got the north and the south, and there's a huge like demo Republican split overall there. For us, the, the split is the exact inverse, where all our conservatives are in the coldest fucking places you can imagine, <laughs> and all the warm places are just Republican as shit. <laughs> I don't know, dude. When I think of like the Dakotas. And like you know, the, the, those northern states, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Montana leans Republican. I mean, like you know, that's... we're kind of like a a weird U shape where it's it's, yeah. it's kind of like there's the the coasts are are largely kind of blue. Yeah, well, uh, it's, it's, I mean, uh, this Montana's... is what everyone 
This is what everyone tuned in for. Yeah, your Montanas and your Dakotas are basically Montana. honorary Canada Montanas. because it's literally the same. I've driven through Montana and both the Dakotas. They're all Saskatchewan. Like it's the same. I, I Montana's feel like... beautiful. No, Montana's gorgeous. I was but the say. Dakotas, the Dakotas are literally Saskatchewan. Montana's gorgeous. Love it. I feel like Minnesota is kind of your guys's too. That that definitely yeah. feels like a cousin. Minnesota, Wisconsin, is the- Wisconsin definitely, but yeah. like it, it is, it is pretty American. If, and, if anyone's and, been to both geez. countries, I mean, the Dakotas are Saskatchewan, Wisconsin is Ontario, and or sorry, not Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan is Ontario, and Wisconsin is uh, is Manitoba. <laughs> but anyways. What the fuck are we doing? The like biggest story in wrestling ever is like right here. We got to get into it. Well, it might be a story. Um, it might not be a story. Who knows? Well, okay. Let's let's get into. Okay, I, I'm I'm taking the talking stick away from you. I'll, I'll give it back job. in just a I was second. Doing a great job with it. You were doing well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have three hours tonight. I, I, of all nights, we could probably do it. I can't do it tonight. I've got to open tomorrow. Um, so last we checked in, Vince McMahon mm-hmm. was leveraging himself to get back on the board. He did. Mm-hmm. Quite Fair easily. Enough. Um, Stephanie McMahon uh, officially leaves the company, mm-hmm. uh, drops her board seat. So the majority of WWE's board is either gone, replaced. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 somewhat similar, but once Stephanie was out, like she's not going back on sabbatical. She's no, done. She's she, done. Like, I'm she I'm out. off. She's out. But her husband's still there on the board. It's weird. Potential husband. Uh, yeah, I'm, here, I'm hearing rumors. There are weird Connecticut out, marriage like, they have. Yeah, there's been things coming out. They've been living apart for 18 months. Maybe breaking news. I don't know. Maybe a load of bullshit. Who cares? I don't actually care, but that may. But that would big story is to the fire. She's out. Yeah, gone. Uh, Nick Khan is the CEO, mm-hmm. the and Vince CEO Mc... now the only CEO. Um, so he did it. He climbed. He climbed the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince McMahon's back in full power, mm-hmm. and not what was it like four hours? Um, rumors started to break. It was a lot of people doing like the eyeball emoji thing. We're like, guys, buckle up. This is going to be big. Sure enough, the majority of people in the industry are saying a mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia private like company, uh, I'm guessing like an equity firm, some yeah, sort of. Sounds uh, like a similar one that's bought a lot of other things, like kind of right. a state run one. Well, basically, a, a, a group of investors from Saudi Arabia have bought WWE. Um I thought the I thought the big story was going to be that WWE hired JP Morgan to lead the sales talk and the notes that I had as of last Thursday were there's plenty of interest who could it be the f- Mitch who's the first person I put in our show notes a week ago. <laughs> Do you see it? Do you I see, see our unedited show notes? I, I, had, I added one line at the very bottom. Uh, Saudi Investment Group. <laughs> they, they have Number a name. Two. I don't remember what it is. NBC Universal. Number three. Papa Khan. It says Tony Khan, to- but I couldn't pass Tony Khan would be the, the 
the funniest. Anyway, so I don't want to say I called it because I it was kind of a toss up, but from everything I've heard, it's not a handshake deal. It's like, no, they've agreed in principle and some people are walking it back. You've got your aerial Hawanis, you know, the, the, the bootlickers oh, just being like, it. no, this isn't true. It was never true. Stock tanked after this was quote unquote leaked. Um, I'm, I, I guess I'm going to toss it back to you. Um, what, what do you make of all this? Okay, so let's let's walk through the trail of of stories as I found it. I was pretty bored, and this news broke, and I had nothing better to do, so I was following it pretty close. Um, to my knowledge, it all kicked off thanks to Brian Alvarez saying, "Feels like massive news is about to break." This is three or four hours after the Stephanie McMahon thing says, "Feels like massive things about to break." Then like SRS and Denise, which stuff, to be fair, he know. did he did clarify later on that he was mm-hmm. receiving mult like text messages mm-hmm. from different people yeah. unconnected saying, "Yeah, yeah. WWE no, just got was, bought." By this Saudi was not Arabia. one person texting, and this was a bunch of different things. SRS yeah, and Denise kicked us off. Jumped on the train with a few cryptic ones. Someone kind of asked Dave, and he basically said, "Feels like it." Some other people kind of hopped on. The first actual thing I got was the came from the reddit squared circle discord or uh web page which sounds like the most ridiculous thing i'm ever gonna say anybody who knows the user kermit on there knows that there have been some pretty verified things that he's broken in the past but they're also like very like easy to guess things like they are they are but like there's there's enough to to suggest that there's smoke to the fire and he kind of pops up. He was the first one to explicitly say they've been sold, from what I could tell. That's what I'm getting at. From what I could tell, tracking all these si- relatively simultaneously, he was the first place I saw the word has been sold. I heard other rumors saying sounds like there might be a deal in place. This was the first place I saw literally happened sold. Um Sean Ross Sapp kind of came out saying the big rumor I'm hearing is that the Saudis are buying it. I'm not reporting it myself because I'm not confident enough in this. It's just what I'm hearing. Uh, no, biggest... someone someone did. I well, can't the, remember. The who biggest one is the body slam neck guy. Cassidy, is that his name? I think so. Yeah, Cassidy Haynes. He's not one of the, the normal people I go to. No, but he, he was the one that was kind of staking his whole reputation on it saying like, guys, this, this happened. It's a done deal. The Saudis bought WWE, period. A few of the guys on the Meltzer boards who have had pretty reliable info kind of jumped on and were like, oh my god, this is a fucking nightmare. Um, a lot of people walking it back. I don't read anything into them walking it back. I would have expected that regardless of the outcome. I think the walking it back happened whenever the stock started to tank. Yeah, because it, it um, opened hot, right? It opened at ninety six bucks pre trading, like, it and was, it's going to. I yeah. mean, whenever, whenever Vince yeah. McMahon says I'm coming back to sell, yeah. and then they public, like, they make it public that yeah, they hired that's Jay why Morgan, it, that's like, why it rose. The stock like, is it, going to increase because people want to get in because yeah. of these rumors. And then when, uh, like, CNBC and some and Ariel and all these other fuckwads started walking it back, then yeah, then we started to see the the backslide on it. Um, which does leave a very crooked possibility of some blatant insider trading of false rumors to artificially jack a stock price 
which yes. is totally plausible and just a, a another lawsuit against him, right? Not not even the first lawsuit since he's got back in power. There is already a class action lawsuit lobbied against him. Again, listen to last week's episode. I told you it's, it's going exactly to happen sooner rather than happened. later. Literally exactly what you predicted happened. Shareholder lawsuit based on fiduciary thing. Like, like guys, we kind of know what we're talking about. That's exactly what happened. I read through the lawsuit. That's what the argument is, and it probably won't go to court. It's likely a quick settlement thing, but that like they're pouring in. Let's assume, and I kind of am on the fence. Where I think this is a done deal. I think. This news broke for a reason. The Saudis are buying it. There's like, unless an 11th hour thing happens because things have to go through legal process, you have to inform shareholders, blah, blah, blah. There's a million things that have to happen. I think it's a done deal. And either way, people were going to have to walk it back a little bit because this shit takes time. Elon Musk bought Twitter and that took six months. Now he tried to get out of it and a whole bunch of other shit happened, but from the moment Lawsuit, he said, yeah. <laughs> from the moment he said I'm buying Twitter, it took six months. How 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 long has Vince been gone? Able to work with this out with the Saudis? Yeah. Is yeah. it is it that it's that many months, right? I'm holding up six fingers beyond the broken camera, <laughs> but it's six is it's this many months. This many. It's not like um, he just hopped on, came into power, and was like, "Oh, here's a deal." No, he found a deal. And put himself back into power to make it. How do I want to say this? Currently, at my job, I am helping out with the transfer of ownership. From, I'm kind of like the middle person as far as acquisition of a of a small business let alone one that like this is significantly smaller scale we're not talking 8.6 billion or whatever um this has to start somewhere if you're going to sell it starts with having an interested buyer that's where we are now we know that there's an interested buyer and whenever you think about the kind of money that's like a, a large investment group in Saudi Arabia can throw out, no one's going to match it. Like no one can like at all. Um, so really that was probably the most likely play. Um, and if they weren't interested, you know, that's, that's whenever I said NBC universal. And then I had to throw in Tony Khan as like a joke third option, because I'm like, I, I don't think there's a third option. People throw out Disney. People throw out Amazon. I'm like, th those are pipe dreams. WWE wants you, sorry, WWE wants you to think that those parties are interested to drive up the stock price. It's a fucking game and I'm not playing it. There were potentially two buyers. We've talked about this the whole time with TV rights negotiations that if NBC Universal was smart and they want to keep Raw, which is like the biggest, it, it is the USA network. And you can basically get the same thing with SmackDown and you can, you know, boost like that's worth the investment. And it would be even smarter instead of paying them, you know, a billion dollars or whatever a year, whatever it's going to end up being. You just buy it outright. I, all of that said. I think I know that we're on the same page. 
WWE is sold. Yeah. The 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 wheels are in motion mm-hmm. and it takes a long time. It takes a very long time. Sometimes uh it, there's a lot of technical stuff here and I'm just warning you guys now we're not going to be talking about this every single week because the discourse around this is going to be disgusting in the same way that just about everything else in the wrestling community, like the discourse around anything is disgusting. It's stupid. Uninformed people are going to give you uninformed takes. And some, some of those are going to run like wildfire. And I, the last thing we want our listeners to do is sound stupid. So we're telling you, this is taking a long time. Trust us on this. The very few times we've done this show, like we decided to do the show because we call our shot like a a surprisingly large amount of the time. Listen to us when we say this is the biggest story in wrestling history, like just monetarily, like this changes everything, Uh, even stuff that we're not going to get into because we don't have the time and it would just be ill-informed to just say like, it means this definitively. We don't know anything yet, except that Saudi Arabia bought WWE. Like this is crazy. And I I th- I think my my biggest frustration with all of this is that people think things are going to change. I mean, I I am someone who once they started taking blood money from Saudi Arabia, I dipped and I haven't watched a full show. Like I haven't, like, I, I just, I, I don't sometimes I'll jump in for a, for a bit when we do like a watch party and we're all hanging out together. No, I'm, I'm, I'm done. That was, that was my line. I'm like, Vince McMahon is a piece of shit human being. And now they're, they're doing business with Saudi Arabia. Like, no, I'm done. That was my line. And I was done. Some people were fine with that. And they're like, oh, this changes everything. I'm like, it changes nothing. The guy in charge rapes his employees and they take blood money from Saudi Arabia. What has changed? Like a a piece of paper saying who is really in charge. Like, that's it. Like a for a, 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 a private, like a publicly traded company to go private is going to take a minute. And so. I, I think wrestling fans need to kind of look at themselves and figure out what they're willing to put up with. But it's like, you look at people like, obviously I would think that someone like Kevin Steen and Sami Zayn, that they would just be like, no, I'm out, but they're still with that company. And that company takes blood money from Saudi Arabia. Like it's one thing not to go. It's another thing to stand up for what you believe in and not take the check. Like I, I, I don't know. I think the discourse around this is going to get really, really, really gross. And I think a lot of dumb people are going to just tell you that nothing's happening. We're telling you it's happened. We just have to get through all the paperwork. I think I'm going to add two closing thoughts on my own side, because yeah, we, absolutely we, we cannot talk about this every week because every week there's going to be a new fire alarm ringing and this shit just takes time. I mean, there's, there's, there's smaller things along the way. Like, Oh yeah. Who's going to be booking the company? Yeah. Like uh, things like that, like the talent cuts that will be coming. Mm -hmm. 
like I y'all get your yeah. Infinity Gauntlet meme out because you're gonna have to do some editing. I saw a hilarious one where someone already kind of like half back to the future did and started wiping out half of it. And I was <laughs> like, oh my god, this is this is fucking top dollar is kind of fading yeah, out. This is this is amazing. <laughs> like I, I have a little like back to the future shrine to the right of my computer sure. and I was grinning ear to ear. But uh sorry, my, uh, yeah, finish finish my two my two kind of closing thoughts. And they're they're very they're very simple ones because again, like this if you look at what, what my co-host does for a living, if you look at my like my educational background, like I come from it, I can like we're not just making shit up out our asses here, but my two closing thoughts. One, if you want to see how this plays out in terms of the public narrative, take a little look back to when the UFC was sold. They were sold to Endeavor Group, which was originally partially backed, um, partially or fully, I honestly can't remember, but they've paid it back since. But they had a lot of Saudi money backing. If you look at the the narrative and the discourse that went into that sale and how rumors started, rumors got shut down, and then all of a sudden one day it was sold, I think you're going to find a lot of parallels when we look back a few months from now. And Mm -hmm. two, the saddest part to all of this is the sheer velocity of professional wrestling wrestling history that is now going to be owned by Saudi Arabia? A large portion of this injuries in the majority history. The, the majority. majority is essentially unwatchable now, and that is that's the tragedy to all of this. All of the amazing old footage, whether whether you go to the 90s for the WCW, if, you, if you're kind of like me and you like the golden era, late 80s, if you want to go all the way back to even NWA, AWA, Mid-South footage, so much of it is going along with this deal. And that is absolutely tragic. And that's that's where it really hits me. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, we better break out the... Yep. VHS players and start recording some so we can I take have trade. Three working VHS players right now. Mitch, do the Lord's work. <laughs> start 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 with Mid South for me. Um <laughs> what do you want to move on to next? Well, let's uh let's just cross this one off very, very quick. I'm not gonna go into the actual shows. We did the whole rampage battle of the belt thing. Yeah. That was awesome. Best Battle of the Bells they've done. One of the best Rampages they've done. It's good. If you do things like that long enough, Rampage will pick up in viewership. It does not happen overnight. It takes time. You have to do things like this repeatedly to build that trust back. But that was a great two hours. Um, It was better than I expected. Because you look at it on paper, I'm like, Absolutely. there's some there's some good stuff here, but like it flowed really well. Mm-hmm. The Portland crowd ate it up. Um, and that's another thing. Um, I'm gonna do a quick plug. Um, for those of you who you know have a little bit of extra money, I'm telling you, subscribe to Fight to watch AEW internationally and slap on a VPN. Because Mitch and I are basically on the same feed that comes straight from AEW. The yeah. crowds are so much better. Amazing. It it Amazing. feels like you're in the crowd. I'm yeah. not kidding. I've, um, I've, the couple times I've had to like pirate and watch the actual TBS feed, like 
if I go back and watch my Canadian feed a couple of days, like it is, it is definitively noticeable. We're not making like, it's real. The audio is different. And I think that, I think that plays a lot into um, like people that I love talking wrestling with. They're like, yeah, I'm kind of burnt out on AEW. It's kind of just feels like the same. And I'm over here like, what are you talking about? Yeah, These crowds are awesome. Every single week, there's like two or three matches where I'm like, whoa, I got to make sure I write some notes on this match. Um, yeah, like I, I'm telling you guys, I, I think it's maybe something like eight bucks a month or something like that. Like, man, it's worth it. And you you get Dynamite, Rampage, all the Battle of the Belts, anything that they do. You can even go back and watch some episodes of Dynamite like you had it recorded. I'm telling you gotta do it um the the one thing i wanted to highlight about this is this is proof that rampage could be a two-hour friday show yes and the one thing that i've been yelling about the whole time is like why didn't we do one of the seven game series on rampage like Tony Khan does really experimental stuff with the way that he blocks out his wrestling shows. Mm -hmm. Like he takes swings mm -hmm. on certain things. And honestly, I think he tanks some segments to see how low he can get a number for the next segment to get all those people back in more. It's a dangerous game, but you have to do stuff like that to figure out what you're going to do. And him being an like an analytical driven mm -hmm. person, I guarantee you he does that. Well, that dude lives by the numbers. Yeah, I mean, he literally has a numbers company. <laughs> like, it, that's one of the big things that he's invested in. Um, and you know, people like Chris Harrington <laughs> throw out Mookie Ghana out there. Dude's the best. Um, but my my point is, I, I'm shocked that they didn't do that to try to like you know mm -hmm. boost some numbers. Rampage has a lot of like rehab to do. If people are going to be like, oh yeah, that like yeah, I watch Dynamite and I watch Rampage. Um, I think it can be a second brand, especially mm -hmm. with, you know, the house shows coming up. Tony Khan yep. basically confirmed that that's happening soon and that talent wants to do it. Yeah. I think this is a really good sign that it's like, you know, maybe once a month we have a two hour show. Nothing else is going on TBS yeah. on a Saturday or on a Friday night. Are you kidding me? Like it's, it's whatever. So you're not going to get to see, you know, the, the Tyler Perry movie got moved back by an hour. No one, no one cares. And Practical Jokers is on an hour later. No, who cares? So let me. We taught you just mentioned it. The live events are coming. We know how shows are coming. That is the thing. Cons can which it. Tony Khan needs to record those. Absolutely. And that that think, needs. Yeah. That needs to go on like a service. Like ROH would be perfect. Like yeah. the Honor Club. Put house shows on there. Yeah. People like us will watch it. We watch dark. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna call this shot now. I mean, the house shows they're not going to be as frequent as WWE. We can pretty much guarantee this. That's not gonna be that's not the shot I'm calling. That's just an educated guess. The house shows are not yeah. gonna be as frequent as WWE because you don't have a you don't have two or three brands going at the same time. Like we have ROH, but that's gonna be a separate thing. They're, they're not going to be as frequent as... Maybe. Maybe, but they're probably not. Like, the entire motivation behind this was to make lighter schedules for the wrestlers so it's less taxing. But the actual shot I'm calling, moving to this host show model and getting them wrestling more frequency, more frequently, we are going to see 
significantly less injuries in AEW. That's what I'm calling right now. Because of moving to house shows, getting these reps in, staying fresh, staying active, staying on the ball, the injury rate in AEW, which has been a huge problem for both the men's and women's division, is going to go way down as a direct result of this. Things will still happen. That's Absolutely. Just, that's how, that's that's how, how things go. That's how athletes work. People get hurt. But, but. I, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's going to be really good. And I think the other thing that comes from that is that the talent's going to get better. Yep. We've said the whole time, you look at a tag mm-hmm. team like Private Party. Private Party. What does that team need? Reps. Mm-hmm. If I'm Tony Khan, I'm paying them. I am flying them to somewhere for a weekend and just being like, you're mm-hmm. working every single indie this weekend. Yeah. Like <laughs> all three nights you're working in indie. Mm-hmm. You got to get your reps in. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good for him. Yeah. Find me, find me one other sport where you are active in your sport once a week and are successful. It doesn't exist. No. And, and, and I mean, everyone's, everyone's body is going to be different. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I complain about stuff like I, I'm a huge basketball fan. Yeah. There's no reason for professional basketball to have back-to-back games. Stuff yeah. like that is yeah. bullshit. And absolutely. that's how people get hurt. But by the same token, you can't only have mm-hmm. two games in a week. Maybe yeah. three games in a week would be really good. You have a trios division now. What mm-hmm. better way? I mean, look at the New mm-hmm. Japan undercard where you have all the multi-man mm-hmm. tags and it's like you get to go to the zoo and you get to see all your, your favorite animals. That's what but they're not are. all... Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's just like the, it, it's going to be a way for people to go out there, yep. take a couple bumps, mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, work on what they're going to be doing next. Like, yeah, I, I think yep. this is a big win. And I... Huge win. It's one of those things I want to say it's long overdue, but shit, man, this has only been a company for four yeah, years. Like, can go and... People give them such a hard time. And I'm like, you have no idea how miraculous Mm -hmm. AEW is compared to the what 90 year head start that WWE has on them. Like, yeah, no, the stuff WWE is doing is impressive, but they've been around for Mm -hmm. almost a hundred years. You're not Walmart. Go fuck off. Yeah. Like listen to it. People, people aren't treating this like it's special. I'm just like, dude, like we're going to look back and, some of y'all mm-hmm. were really taking like not taking this seriously. <laughs> what a fucking fun time. So what do we got I, next? You mentioned Ring of Honor a minute ago. Uh New Japan Strong is Finito. Yeah. Done. Um I haven't seen anyone like report report that. It was just like I've seen a Tanahashi couple now. said it. I've seen a yeah. couple now. Tanahashi said it in like yeah. a throwaway line on his blog, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, no, New Japan Strong's done." Yeah, last taping, <laughs> like, we're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Tony Khan mentioned that there's going to be a bigger mm-hmm. working relationship between New Japan, Ring of Honor, and AEW, and I think New Japan, Ring of Honor is going to be a huge thing in the states. Yeah. And I'd be shocked if there wasn't any crossover at the uh, what's the San Jose show. Oh shit! The one that Mercedes is on, yeah. Battle something or I don't fucking know. Shark Battle 2022. Shark Week. <laughs> um, I would assume that we would see something. Um, yep. ROH also announced that they're doing uh uh what uh, what's the gimmick uh honor uh fight for the honor at WrestleMania weekend um. 
fuck what's it called um honor wait <laughs> final honor um honor the fallen uh i'm not doing a bit i can't remember <laughs> it's not final battle no it's, it's not. like um honor united uh, uh, um no that's honor, the national one honor boners 2023 yeah whatever Cody what Rhodes is that invades. called <laughs> Cody Rhodes invades raw I don't know <laughs> but whatever it is there's there's even more like <laughs> gimmick of the, honor is coming yeah. Wrestlemania weekend well, and what did what did Tony already say we're gonna hear a lot more about ring of honor once this initial California oh, stretch is done you know what's immediately after this California stretch for AEW that fucking New Japan show yeah. It's coming right after. Yeah. I'm gonna get more into that later, probably, depending on how the conversation goes. But I, I am I'm so excited. Oh my god. For the San Jose I, show? No, for Ring of Honor in New Japan. Oh. I'm excited for it. Ba, ba, ba. This is taking me to Super Card of Honor. That's what you were there trying we go. for, Jesus. Yeah, that's the gimmick. I don't know. I was thinking I you were remember. talking about some touring show where they did like four in a night or something. Jesus, Super Connor Bonner. Holy fuck, how did we get here? We're busy talking know. up our credibility on all these economics things with the sale at <laughs> WWE, and we can't even remember fucking Super Card of Well, Honor. maybe if they ran more than four shows a year. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. Shit. You want to talk movies? I can talk movies. <laughs> I hear you met Chris Jericho one of them. <laughs> yeah, I did. Speaking of Chris uh, Jericho, somebody made a surprise appearance at BOLA and I'm not even talking about the Jericho Appreciation Society. I am talking about the third best product of Winnipeg Manitoba Wrestling, Mr. Don Callis. Yeah. Um, apparently, so there were cameras like AEW mm -hmm. camera people yep. recording Don Callis yep. having like some weird TMZ interaction where they're like, Don, Don, what do you think about? And he's given like his like smarmy yep. ass answers. And then he like goes and like talks up to Keshta. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, next night they're very publicly taking mm -hmm. in an LA Kings game in a box. And I'm like, man, this is going to lead to something. I thought we were going to see something on dynamite tonight. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what we're building up to. Hopefully it's Don Callis having his own uh, mm -hmm. faction because him being the mouthpiece is man. You want to talk about an ECW faction. <laughs> Ooh, you get Don Callis as the manager, a Japanese import as like, <laughs> I your mean, main, right? Like, all it right. will be better than the oddities. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Ideally. Cuts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't know. I think we're we're building towards something. I think my prediction of Don Callis, you know, managing Will Ospreay, as rad as that would be, it's probably gonna be Takeshta. Um, or maybe he doesn't turn his back on Omega. Um, I mean, we've we'll seen. See. We'll see how Abushi fits in all this. Yeah, we've seen Callus scouting uh, Takeshita at a couple dark shows as well. Yep. 
We've been yep. making some pretty public comments, so you know, whatever it is, they made a big point of saying Takeshita's permanently relocated to the States tonight as well. Yeah, they which used we'll, permanently. Well, we'll catch that when we get to it, but yeah, Don Callis was at Bola chatting up Takeshita. Um, speaking of Kota Ibushi, he put out a Well, I was going to say, I'm excited for this Bola. Um, Ooh, the Bola, lineup itself yeah. was chaotic, how yeah. we ended up getting here. Um, it's a it's well, it's a two night show with we don't have you know a triangle match in the main event. It's just a one v one. We know the winner because that's how PWG yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm pretty excited for the direction that they're going to yeah. go. And honestly, uh, this is a weird case where spoiling it made it better because when I saw the way the brackets yeah. turned out, I was like, man, I'm I'm hyped. Yep. Yeah, like you were saying, Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coda. I mean, in typical Coda fashion, just kind of goes off the walls. Yeah, I've got interest from like 40 different places to compete. Well, no shit. But the significant thing out of this is that he named Drunk Hangman Page out of everybody as both a partner and an opponent. Like, that's, that's, and Hangman. Uh uh, not just a partner, but like, uh, uh, he wants to be in a faction with Hangman Page. Yeah. The Hung Lovers Trio. It's right here, Ooh. man. Just imagine. Imagine we get a trio of Hangman, Omega, and Kota Ibushi. Oh, man. You want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? <laughs> I'm going to let you d- dig us out of that hole. <laughs> All right, so... I think we've covered most of the odds and ends. Should we get into the best dynamite that's ever happened? Besides the Brody Lee tribute, I don't even count that as a regular dynamite. Well, yeah, I think I think that will stand in isolation as its own perfect entity. I can't even consider it because it's such a different thing. Which I get. And I I didn't mean to like (laughs) I wasn't trying to like high road you whenever we were messaging about that, but I'm like the Brody tribute show oh, yeah, is like no. so special. Nothing, like nothing that's like the greatest episode. That is, yeah, nothing will um, top it. I just have to consider in a different, different universe. But yeah, top, top to bottom, it was, it was exceptional. Um, borderline perfect. Yeah. There were two things. One thing the crowd was expecting and didn't get. Yeah, that was. They, yeah, we'll we'll get to that when we get there. But yeah, and the 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 segment to kind of i guess cool off the audience before the main event um besides those two things i thought the show was perfect i absolutely loved it and i think we're going to be talking about this as one of the greatest dynamite episodes ever like whenever people do their rewatches they're gonna be like oh this is the one from los angeles yes let's go Yeah, this is the la one so we kick off with a banger we're just we're just going right for right from. The we start. kick off with a banger. It's a match between Mox and Hanger. Doctor Sue, shit up in here. You're gonna have to continue on this trend. I need a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I let let's talk about the finish. Yeah. Because. I'm in I'm into where this is going, maybe. I'm gonna have to see what the next step is, but the finish of the match is mm-hmm. uh, I, between the just excellent, excellent 
finishing charisma between these two guys. Like there was like mm-hmm. they're countering their finishers. Hangman kicked out of the Death Rider, which I was yeah. like, yo, or Paradigm Shift, whatever you want to call it. I was like, okay, that's a huge deal. There were people in the crowd who were like, no, no, you don't do that. I'm like, yeah, that's why it's special. Mm-hmm. Um, Hangman gets his win back and seemingly concusses Moxley in return. And I get why people don't don't like that because it's not necessarily Mox's fault that Hangman got concussed, but they're telling a story. I'm interested to see where it goes. And if I get three awesome matches out of this, like really cool, like this wasn't supposed to be a program. No, yeah, here we are. Happy. Accident. And right. Yeah. A very happy accident. And um, I think the difference is whenever hangman was concussed Mox, um, you know, he took a knee. Uh, he said he was praying for him. And then he kind of like walked with you know the crowd and tried to like distract from, a a horrific thing and this time you got to see you know the the angle version of that where hangman's kind of like uh like i hate this guy but like i really hope i didn't mess him up my initial instinct is i don't know if we're heading towards a third match a tag team between the two Maybe both. But after watching the the finale of this match, I was like, dang, you know, Mox is supposed to have a tag team title run with somebody supposed to be with Brody. And obviously, you know, we didn't we didn't get to that, but I felt like we were going to with uh, was it Kingston first? Yeah, it was Kingston. Kingston, And then it was like maybe Danielson. And now it's like, I don't know. Mox Hangman have amazing chemistry, and I think them as a tag team could be something very, very special. Um, especially because whenever they're done, they could have a blow off match between the two, where it's like, okay, now that we're done, we're we need to like finish this. We need to go our separate ways. This is just good old Southern stuff, and like I'm so excited to see where the story goes next. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm into it. Um, I get why some people aren't, but um, I'm going to have to see where they go from here. But I mean, if these guys have a match at Revolution, like it's not going to be very ma- many matches on that show. So it, if we build towards that, it's going to be something special. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start off with the rumor I've heard, and this would actually be a big shot in the arm for Rampage, is it's heading to a lights out match between Mox and Hangman at Rampage. That's going to be match three. And what? That, like this week? No, not this week. No, God, no. We already have oh, this week's like, card announced. No. Like, I just, what the hell? No, I've heard like, rumors dude. that it's going to happen on Rampage and that it's going to be Mox and, and Hanger in a Lights Out match. Um, the rumors were actually that was potentially going to be the match at Rampage this week, but then they decided to do this on Dynamite ex- instead, assumingly to drag the story out a bit. I mean, which... they probably could have popped a point. Well, well what what's good for rampage point two 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 i think is kind of the threshold, i would, I would I say i would say point two would be yeah. would be a win which yeah. also quick aside very interested to see what the rating is for tomorrow like me this me is well. this is um, a do or die yeah. moment yeah i i as well um i think the bigger story here beyond you know i i absolutely love this tag team idea you've sold me on it hard 
But to me, the story here is not about Danielson potentially getting concussed at all. I don't think I, I expect or Moxley. Oh my God. Holy shit, Mitch. Because Uh, yes, Danielson is a legitimate concussion. Yeah. It's, past trauma i guess um no no so much so it's embedded in our brains yeah i don't i don't think this story at all has to do with moxley being potentially concussed i think the way that blows off is i mean he was literally asking what happened yeah and i i mean i mean like i think that the story isn't going to be as focused on moxley's concussion as much as it is to hangman's reaction to it the story here is the story that we've seen with hangman through the entire company history which is his battle with his conscience, right and wrong. You yep. know, Hangman is shades of gray. That is his entire character. He's this is the anxious millennial. Yeah, cowboy. this is his next evolution in that step. And mm-hmm. you know, Mox had no remorse. He's like, "I'm sorry you got hurt, but I'm also not sorry because this is dangerous and fucking get on board." That's and then, and then Hangman knocks him out and is like, "Man, like, I think we're gonna see a crisis in Hangman where he's afraid to use the buckshot lariat for a while." And it costs him. Yeah, we already it has did. to cost him. Absolutely, because we've done here's the, we've done the story where he didn't use the dead eye because the dead eye didn't lead to the championship against Jericho. That is yeah. foundational to this entire company. And now we're going to go backtracking where Hangman's going to pick up a few wins with the dead eye and becomes afraid to use the buckshot in a key moment, and it's going to cost him big time. And that is going to be a huge turning. Two finishing moves are setting up a guy. This is fucking unreal. I mean, this, how good is Hangman? W- Fuck me. This, how good is Moxley? I mean, right? these guys. I mean, Moxley can be very sloppy and mm-hmm. and kind of just out there at some points. But this entire match was built around mm-hmm. one move. It mm-hmm. was the lariat. Yeah, they were taking each other out. They yeah. were swinging for the fences because that was the established move, and they built the entire match around it. And you're right. If they end up going that way, it's going to be brilliant because Hangman's going to lose because he didn't mm-hmm. use the buckshot. Yep. And then whenever he finally does mm-hmm. land the buckshot, it's going to pay off a story at a pay-per-view. And Ooh. it's going to be a huge moment where the crowd blows up. Mm-hmm. Maybe with a certain Mr. Callis at, at ringside. I don't know. Just a thought. Ooh, I, <laughs> I would like another Takeshita Hangman match. <laughs> Anyways, um, just saying. So was it? After that, we go to to Adam Cole, baby. To be right? fair, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm yeah, being willfully I obtuse. I know, I know. I'm not even. Uh, I'm just moving past it. But if, they, <laughs> okay. if our just listeners, so you know. <laughs> if our listeners can't figure it out, they're in for a nice surprise because you and I both know the score. <laughs> It was Adam Cole next, right? I'm, I'm not misremembering the show. I don't know. We don't show is rad. We don't talk about a lot of promos, but like this one fucking mattered. Um, I don't know. Cole, was it that or was it was it uh, Anthony Bowens being outed as a Trump supporter? <laughs> no, no, that's way later in the show. That's was it? Way okay. later. That's I don't know. Later. I thought that was earlier on. Anyway, so yeah, Tony Schiavone comes out and he's like, is. But... Not my pleasure to introduce this next person, and I was like, oh, "Everybody, MJF. MJF, yeah, we are We're getting that's an MJF why segment." They spoiled he was appearing. They layered this oh. with the in the moment spoiling of MJF at the start of the show. He wasn't announced until oh, tonight. So Fucking good. genius! 
for the people that voted anyone else other than Tony Khan for Booker of the Year, you're fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry. Like this stuff is awesome. Dumb. <laughs> dumb. Stupid. Dude, I Adam Cole's back. Yeah. Um, he had a very personal pro. Okay, all right. He I fucking said it. took us for a ride. He did. He did. And and I I did the promo go a little too long. Yes, I would have cut it by a, a little bit because it, it he did kind of repeat himself a little bit and kind of lost direction. He's a wrestler. He's coming back from head trauma. Like, <laughs> I'm cutting him a break. But him coming out, being able to cut an I'm back promo and all of you are in trouble. That's the like that I'm back. That's the bad news yeah. for you. <laughs> to cut that promo without the Miz coming out because mm-hmm. there's a version of this promo mm-hmm. in the other company where he's like I've got some good news and some bad and it's like I came to play. <laughs> I, I I assume that's his, that's still his song. Yeah. And, and it's everyone's like oh boo the Miz now they got have a mash cuz he interrupted his talk time. We didn't do that. We just had this guy come out, cut a promo. Everyone's excited to see him. Everyone's excited to see this guy wrestle again. Wrestling isn't hard. Man, that that promo probably just woke up my pregnant wife sleeping in the end. Like I had a buddy over tonight, one of my best friends, the one I went to dynamite with in in Toronto, and we're going again to Winnipeg in March. And he he and I were watching that, and like we hear the good news and bad news, and he's just sitting there like he. He doesn't read the dirt sheets like like you and I do. He's like he he loves wrestling, but he doesn't follow it like on, on the behind the scenes stuff. And he's saying he's like, "Oh my god, please don't retire! Please don't retire! Please don't retire! Please don't retire!" And there was a moment where he had me too, where I was like, "Oh my god, please don't retire! Please don't retire!" Like fucking masterclass. As soon as he says, really... like, "The bad news is for everybody else," it's just like we both fucking like we popped when he came out. We lost it when that happened. I, I really thought he was going to say the good news is um, even though I'm hurt, I'm not leaving AEW. Yeah. The bad news is I can't wrestle again. Yeah. Um, I I was assuming something like that. I was even assuming him saying like, I will wrestle again, just not but right not now. for a while. Yeah, and then he's, like, he, you know, he reestablishes the kingdom longer. or something like yeah. that. Right. And then he's just in their corner and then eventually... Yeah the kingdom challenge the you know the winners of the main event yeah he, um, he jumps in once or twice for some little beat downs like hangman did he sting yeah. yeah yeah that's that's kind of what i was expecting um so yeah i'm i'm mm-hmm. very happy to have my adam cole back uh it, it i'll say this though i really hope he was doing some bicep curls maybe <laughs> some dips like <laughs> i love you dude you're an awesome wrestler. Yeah. I, I've always supported him, even when people were like, "He's kind of shitty." I'm like, "He's fine. He's he he's he, he's fine." Then he became really great. They built an entire WWE mm-hmm. promotion around him. Like, the dude's really special. You gotta you gotta define those arms a little yeah. more. Like, I, this kind of is your career. Like, you don't have to look like Chris Masters. No, but like, come on, please. It anyway. takes time, but it's not that hard. 
you've had time. and i get it i've yeah. i've had i've i've had really bad concussion like that and it, it, yeah. it's like it it sucks like you're limited like very very limited like he said in his promo yeah like, that, that was a shoot like, that got my attention and yeah. my wife was even like i remember whenever i saw one of your really bad migraines and i yeah. was worried if you were going to be okay i was like i guess we're we're riding the coal train now like all right let's uh let's go uh, so yeah we have uh jungle hook against lee moriarty and big bill real quick adam cole needs to beat darby for the tnt title that needs to be Adam Cole's path. Yeah, I think that's a great way to go. But yeah, Jungle Hook. Some people hate the name, but I'm like, for a team that is going to exist very, very briefly, yeah. I'm into it. I'm and into it's, it. It's a progression. From, we've gone from... We're going through the timeline of Jack Perry. We've yeah. gone from the Jurassic Express to the Jungle Book, and eventually he's going to become a real boy, and we're going to get the Pinocchio team with whoever fu- the fuck has the biggest nose in AEW. I don't know. Uh, careful with that game. <laughs> Very careful with that game. Um, I I don't know. I'm honestly um, him. So Hook coming out, he got an awesome reaction, mm-hmm. which I'm like, Hook on Dynamite. People mm-hmm. pay attention. This is a big deal. He's not, you know, just popping little numbers on Rampage. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's being featured. Um, and then you have you know Jack Perry coming out in this hometown crowd people are losing it they're singing the song uh they they hit the emphasis on jack perry i'm telling you i'm waiting for him to win the owen and wear a crown and be king of the jungle jack perry like (laughs) it's right there right there we just have to get there first um yeah uh match itself was fine i did um I'm going to have to qualify this. I did get some ECW, like Mike awesome vibes from uh, big bill in this match, like him and hook facing off. I was like, okay, now, now he's not as talented as Mike. Awesome. Could you imagine <laughs> if, like, if test is going out there and he's wrestling like Mike awesome. It's like, yo, or as one of my friends pointed out, he was like, maybe, maybe he should aspire to be test. Maybe that's the best case scenario for big bill. Um, I like the match. I thought it was really good. Crowd was really into it. Um, they <laughs> hook super. Fuck, he got some heights. <laughs> he did, oh, and shit. and it's like, and both guys really worked that. Yeah, it, it wasn't necessarily just you know Big Bill <laughs> doing a, a, a mm. you know lumbering forward and doing a little flip oh, like that. That, that looked great. Bill gets up. Goes, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. Lee Moriarty is one of those guys where I'm just like, man, one one day, one yeah. day, Lee's going to get his moment and it's going to be great. Yeah. So I'll say, uh, I could not stand the stupid, like, Enzo big cast shit in the other place. Seven feet tall and you can't teach. I hated every ounce I mean, I, of it. I didn't mind it because it was very sports entertainery. Well, like, it just, I, it I was, was what it was. My, my point is, I don't know how many people you could have found with a less positive opinion of Big Cass or Big Bill or W. Morrissey coming into AEW than me. That was someone I never wanted to see again. But I'm a sucker for a good redemption story. 
I I feel like we both alluded to it. We each have some pretty good uh, substance abuse history in our family trees. So whenever yeah. I see somebody like Morrissey kind of oh, like he's engaged to Lexi Nair now, he's completely sober, looks like a million bucks. Like the dude could be the worst wrestler in the world. And I'm probably still going to root for him. So I've got a little bit of blinders on with Morrissey just because it hits so close to home in a, such a positive yeah. and encouraging way. So Morrissey, when you're undoubtedly listening to this, because I know you value value our opinion on professional wrestling, <laughs> like you're fucking awesome, dude. Keep it up. <laughs> it's the first download every week. Yeah, which doesn't make sense because people auto download. But anyway, um, yeah, but his is first in the queue. This is this is because <laughs> he's big. <laughs> um, yeah, that. I. I <laughs> fuck you! You can't be like I hated that shtick. Fuck you, Enzo. And then it's burning to you. <laughs> Wait a second. Is that a is that an Enzo Amore t-shirt I see in the background? <laughs> Actually, um, I am wearing a slightly defunct Jurassic Express t-shirt with Jungle Boy, a heel luch- luchasaurus, and a no longer in the company Marco Stunt, who is way too Marco. tall in this photo. He is nowhere um, near the voice height. Sorry, Marco. <laughs> like you said, I'm really pulling for, uh, for Bill here. <laughs> For, for <laughs> Whittle William. Big Willie um, style. Oh my God, I've <laughs> solved it. Done. Tony Khan, get the rights. Big Willie style. Big Willie Let's style. go. That would be so bizarre. Oh my That's God, like... Lexi Nair does the interviews. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Uh, th- this is like, this Fuck is it. definitely a creator wrestler you're going to make whenever fight forever drops. Oh my <laughs> God. It's big Willie style. Big Willie style it's is indeed. coming. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to look like. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but big Willie style is coming. He just Actually, wears all white. Like he's in Miami. Holy Vice. fuck. This is getting better. Guess who debuted no on dark tonight. Who is Willie Mac debuted on dark tonight. Big Willie. No style. Way. Willie Mac was on dark against Brian cage. Oh, dude, why isn't Willie Mack in Swerve's faction? That would be sick, dude. Hey, we got time. We book slow. We got time. I would love to see Willie Mack in AEW. I think that would be really good. Willie Mack um, and Rich Swan were the two guys that made me go like, oh, shit, Impact is real right now. Like, I know. I Those guys as a tag, dude. they did some cool stuff as they a tag did. team. Like, it, it was them problematic and the Lucha Bros that were like, holy shit. And I, yeah, I wasn't I super it. up on the, the Rich Swan history, so, like, you <laughs> know, ignorance is bliss, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, I think we can move on to the next segment. Yeah, yeah. What the hell happened next? Was it Brian and Jeez, You do the show notes, man. That's I, like I, your I, gig. I dynamite effort. That was my whole show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I edit the thing. Now I got to do. All right. All right. Let me pull up my. It was was, was Brian and Takeshita next. Um, Man, are we making a statement with Takeshita? We talked about it before. Permanently relocated to the States, which is a huge deal. I mean, extremely problematic segment with uh, MJF to kick things off. Um. We're definitely we're definitely making Takeshita a big deal. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I know some people are sick of the MJF shtick where you've got to do the trials or the yeah. the stipulations or whatever to get the mat. But I'm like, 
No, because it's been awesome every single time. Like, yeah. if Danielson has to do the whips or whatever, you make a rawhide joke to the vegan guy and beat him with cow <laughs> skin. Like, come on. Like, all yeah. this stuff is like, it writes itself. And we're getting amazing matches. And like, we like, cut to this promo. Bandito versus Danielson yeah. next week. Danielson already cut a promo on this. He's like, MJF thinks he's pulling one over with me with these trials. Guess what? I right. want to wrestle the best guys every week. Like, Which is hey, also the, the thing sucker, where it's like, motherfucker, let's go. Yeah, MJF didn't outsmart him. Danielson's yeah. like, fine, yeah, I'll do yeah. it. And then oh, I'm going to no. beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, see, and that's that's the stuff that I love. So yeah. um, I would also like to take a victory lap on doing the MJF stages. Now, all of that said, kind of a wasted opportunity if I don't get um, maybe a tag match. But N- Nigel McGinnis has to wrestle a match with or against Danielson. Mm-hmm. You, oh, handicap match. Danielson versus Paul London. And Nigel McGinnis. Did Paul London get fired from the other place? I thought he was working there for a while behind the scenes. Fuck, I don't know. I don't either. I'm just saying. Oh, Kenta? Please give me a Kenta match. In 2023? Imagine. That's the last person. And all these people who are uneducated on like how Kenta might be like my in my top five wrestlers of all time i'm like y'all about to find out um top five might be strong type five might be strong anyway um this match was awesome it was really good it it like you said it it established takeshita um and danielson looked really good and he did his work to put takeshita over too even in like there was a little bit where i'm like well danielson's gonna win but yeah Man. Does he have to win? Yeah. Like, when would this be a spot? Hit it, hit like the lariat, and then went into like the suplex and everything. Like that was the moment. He hit a flying knee of his own. I was mm-hmm. like, oh damn. Or what about he caught him in like this awkward half power bomb yes. and then turned it into a pile blue, driver? Yeah. Like, or it's fucking like spin a, the blue thunder bomb out of nowhere, which we knew wasn't the finish, but it was like the momentum spot. Like, or the fact that the match started with a blue thunder bomb counter. <laughs> this was sick. Unreal. Man, this episode was good. So they cut to commercial after that. Uh, next up, we get the, the women's tag match. Yeah, so I guess the big story coming out of this. Yeah, the big story out of this is um, Mercedes Monet didn't show up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that people probably need to apologize for to Meltzer whenever he said like she. I was told she's not coming in, and everyone's like, "Fuck you, Dave." Yeah, yeah. And everyone like piled on this like yep. old autistic guy. And I'm like, he's he's doing his job. Like yeah. his sources are saying she's not coming. Yeah. He's not even saying it's his he's literally saying this is what I've been told. Like and I'm and I'm hardly a Dave apologist. Like uh but like come on, like come on. Um this isn't based off of anything. I think they announced the tag match with the mystery partner during negotiations. And I think she made it very well known that she's working exclusively 
for Bushi Road and doing New Japan and Stardom. And if she can, she can do AEW. And I think it's possible that Tony Khan flexed a little too hard and might have lost the deal. And you kind of had to pivot and recover. Um, that that's that's the gut feeling I have was that negotiations didn't really go anywhere. I think it's possible that they're still ongoing. And I think it's also possible that her first contracted match happens in San Jose. And I wouldn't be shocked if you have her debut after that. Um, I don't, I don't think this means that she's not coming. Um, if anything, it just means that there's going to be more emphasis on her, in Japan and here in the States working for, you know, new Japan stardom and their parent company, Bushiroad. So I, I don't know. What, what's, what's your feel? I, I think I'm going to echo a lot of what you said and one, I'm going to take in kind of the exact opposite direction. I think the idea that her first match is in Japan and she shows up after very, very possible. The idea no, like, f- first matches in San Jose. San Jose. I mean, I meant for Japan. Yeah, no, in San Jose for for New Japan, I think that's very right. possible. Um, the other big thing you talked about, you know, Tony Khan flexing too hard and not getting it done. The the actual the rumor I'm hearing the other way is that Sasha flexed too hard and couldn't get it done. Like that's much more believable. Like it started as yeah, we're gonna get this done, and then Mercedes kind of priced herself out of the equation, and Tony was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Tony, let's just do this match. Let's go. Like that that's the other thing I heard is that that Mercedes like was in and then it was like nope, you're you're just asking too much. You're you're amazing, but like fuck it, I'm not paying that much for you. Like, sorry, here's the door. You're not flexing that hard on me. The third And option- it might not even been that hard. It yeah. it honestly, given what we know of his track record of negotiating could just be like, okay, well let's, let's put a pin in this and we'll come back to it at another time. Absolutely. doesn't mean the door's closed either. Um, The third thing I've heard is that, you know, she wasn't wanting to sign long-term anywhere. It was just going to be like per appearance things. And he's like, you know what? I've had enough times where guys come in, do a couple matches and then fuck off to the other place. You've got a history there. I'm not taking my chances without a long-term deal. Like I'm not playing this game. So if you want to sign long-term, let's do it. If not, oh, well. But my bigger question, did this match tonight, like, was it a statement that with or without Mercedes, this women's division is fine? Because that's the vibe I got the whole time was, you know what? Sure, she'd be great. We're good. We're ready. Um... There are four women I would base this division around, and three of them were in this match. Mm-hmm. And the other was Sheeta, who was, was eventually in this, this match. match. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, these are the four people. I mean, they were in that all-out match. Like, yeah. these are the four women to build around moving forward. Um, nothing against Jade. Like, that. that's its own separate thing. I don't want to open up that can of worms right now. Um. Honestly, I think the division's fine without her. Um, and besides the little tease that uh, Britt did Which last also week, could have been a fuck you at that point. <laughs> that's what I was both. thinking. Where like, it wasn't it necessarily a tease. Like, yeah, I'm the boss. Fuck off. We don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that that could be very much the case. Um, I. I 
I can't think of a nice way to say it. I am still pissed off that Tony Khan brought Paige in. She was brutal in this match. And I think you're going to have a counter for me to try to talk me down, but she, she was so she was noticeably bad in this match. And the thing that I noticed the most, besides the fact that she couldn't even keep up, she did the sports entertainer thing where she's like her, one of her signature things is her opponent's head is outside the ropes and she does the kick and the kind of whip around and she just wasn't connecting. And the crowd was like, man, fuck off. Like, you're not going to fool us with that shit. Um, I, I think she was working heel in this match. Like she kept saying shit like this is my house. And the crowd was like, fuck off. She did it like three times. And I think that was like the only weapon she had. The only arrow in her quiver, if you will, that she had. I, I mean, she was useless in this match. Totally useless. Whatever Tony Khan's paying her, it's way too much. She can't go. And maybe that's unfair because she had like a, a horrific neck injury and she was on the shelf for so long. But like, dude, how shitty is her family if she's the best wrestler in her family? Am I going to make the joke again? Are you setting me up for the joke again? <laughs> if, if you've watched Zack Zodiac wrestle, you know the answer to this question. Her family but like, seriously, like it. that movie wrestling with my family would just, it, it <clears throat> would be jackass basically. Like it pretty much is. No, her family is wrestling. It's a movie about a bunch of greasers running a shitty indie promotion that draws well, nobody. But- like, yeah, they're carnies. That's the fucking promotion. They're a bunch of carnies who draw nobody. Like that's this isn't a secret. But that said, you said I'm going to talk you off the ledge. I'm not going to talk you off the ledge. I'm going to say sit on the ledge and watch what happens because it's too early to tell either way. It's the second I need, match back I need, in like I need five more. fucking years. It, I know, but it I will need, be shitty. And there are two I need, ways it can like, go. I need definitively. She is a heel. Oh, hundred percent. No, that's set in stone. She's a heel. We know that. Uh, that's that's. We kind of know that. We're much. assuming that. They played she it up has... too much tonight. Tonight? But like week in, week out, it's kind of a gray area. I'm saying what I need is to know that she's definitively like a piece of shit heel where she's like trying to recruit people to be in a faction or something like that. I, I Some... think we're going to see that in the coming weeks. Yeah. I, I'm I just... I'm but, over it, dude. Like, so, I, I'm not patient enough to see yeah. where this goes. Like, so this is bad. On the on the like the story front, I think she's a heel. I think we're gonna see that play out. I think like that's all intentional and that's gonna play out as it is. I expect there's gonna be more developing with Sheeta. Blah 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 blah. On the actual in in ring thing, which is where she was not great tonight. Um, Second match in five years, I'd expect it to be bad. It can go one of two ways, and we've seen she both was ways. She gassed it. immediately. The dude. thing is, we can see both ways that it, that it goes. Because, I mean, I know he's hurt right now, but Christian still looks good in the ring. We know this. Christian came back. He looks good in the ring. He can still go. He healed well. Yeah, and- but Christian, no. Christian was, like, established as, like, he... He, no, Christian. So Edge looks like shit. Yeah, but Edge has Edge been is, shitty. 
Mike Edge Edge is ne- he's not like the the Hall of Famer that people make him out to be. I'm I'm gonna buck up against that. I don't think Christian's a fair comp. I don't think that's a fair comp. Okay, let me see if I can think of another example then. Um, I mean, how many like career-ending injuries have people come back from? I don't fucking know, but but I mean, like my my, my point, point is like Christian's a great wrestler. Oh, Christian's fucking he's always been the better of the two. Yeah, but like Paige has never been like. No, but Paige also didn't have the chance in WWE for the most part because like they weren't allowed to. So we'll see if, or I mean, she did, but she was the sh- like the best women in a shitty division. Yeah, it's, so if you know, like whenever it's just you and Natalia, and then everyone sure. else like is like deer on ice. She's also only thirty. There's time to improve. She's only thirty. She's only thirty. What the fuck? I didn't yeah, we... know that. That's she looks I mean. like she looks old, dude. Well, yeah, drugs do that. Her Don't life do drugs, has kids. Stay off the coke. Like... Speaking of which, what's uh, what's Del Rio up to? Fuck. Um, like nose can what... bet. So also, <laughs> if in, I'm gonna say eight months. I think a year is too long. I think four or five months is too short. Eight months. So that's gonna put us in September. If in Soraya's match in September of 2023. Oh, if it is like this, I will agree with you and say they need to cut bait and it was a failed experiment. I will go on record and say September 2023 is my deadline. However, I'm giving her until September 2023 to show that she can improve and prove otherwise. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I have a deadline. I have a number on it. September 2023. That's what it is for me. No, I can't wait that long to see where we're going with Paige. That's ridiculous. It's only like a match a month, though. I don't want to see her wrestle a match a month. Like, I just don't. Like, again, I I think she would be fine as a manager. Like, if she's like a shithead with go away heat, like, yeah, that'd be awesome. But I don't want to see her wrestle. Like, I just don't. Because she's not a wrestler. Like, I this women's division has a real credibility issue. Like no one wants to take it seriously. And in this match, you had four people to build around and you had page and rebel. I would rather watch rebel than page. And I, I mean, don't... rebel's a better wrestler than page, which is insane. And she doesn't even wrestle on TV. My, my point is I, I can't wait. I, I have to know definitively what she's going to do in this company by revolution like by end of show i need to know like what we're doing here because it's this is derailing the women's division and if if they're not careful this this could really 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 do damage especially with mercedes not coming in right now or at all we don't know but they need to be very careful and i'm i'm this is my house bullshit isn't gonna fly I did love the brick kicked her in the face on one of them. That was awesome. I thought the match itself was really good. Uh, All the stuff that didn't involve Paige was really great. And no, that, like, the, that was absolutely solid. Crab you have into it. three of the best women in the world. Yep. So speaking of things on ways to kind of make the women relevant and do them right. Um, I mentioned this in one of our corners. Uh, Marina Shafir versus Athena on dark is exactly what we need to be doing with the women because the match the match got time on dark. The crowd got into it because it was a dark match. They were just having a good time. Athena showed up. They were happy. They got into it. 
It was a fun match. Went probably about nine minutes or so. Like it was the main event on Dark. So it got like that match would have been three minutes on Dynamite. Would have come out like garbage and would have been shit on unanimously. Instead, we got to do it in a slightly lower pressure thing where both of them could relax and just kind of do their thing. It got some time. It got some heat. That's exactly what we need to be doing with these dark matches for the women to help them. They got time. If it shit the bed, it wouldn't fucking matter. It's on dark. That match could have been a train wreck, and I'd be saying the same thing because they got the chance to work on it in a time where there's less consequence for it. It's reps. Exactly. It It was timely reps. The same thing with live shows. You can go eight or nine minutes. If it stinks, it's a fucking live show. Who cares? If it's great, awesome. You're earning your spot on Dynamite when the time comes. Was this the same episode that had Bandito, Christopher Daniels? Uh, No, Bandito, Christopher Daniels was Monday main event, like Monday Marina Shafir. That's Elevation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll do my best to try to catch both before Rampage. Yeah, Bandito with Daniels was awesome too. (laughs) But that's not a surprise. Bandito's unreal, so... This one was a surprise because on paper Athena Shafir doesn't sound fantastic and it it turned out pretty damn decent. Probably Shafir's best okay. match and I'm not saying it's on the level of like you know the top women but in terms of growing the division that is the type of thing that's needed for the the mid and lower card women that are in this company to, to grow. The floor needs to be higher. Yeah and this is one of the best ways I think to elevate that floor is giving those opportunities and those environments sure. where it's not the end of the world. If you shit the bed on it, cause who cares? No, thanks for the recommendation. I'll check it out. Uh, then we get to the Jericho appreciation society, which just took time away from the main event, but I don't even want to talk about it. The, no, it bottom line too much about it. Yeah. Action Andretti can't cut a promo. Don't give him a microphone. Yeah. Jake Hager it's, it's has fine. a hat. We get it. Cool. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. So feuds continuing. That's all you need to know. That's the story. And Hager Starks is going to be a good match, but like yeah. I. Why we, did Andretti need to talk? You have Starks beside him. He absolutely did. Andretti's awesome. He didn't need to talk. Hey, Jericho, you you're like crap if if ricochet shows up don't give him a fucking microphone <laughs> do not do it it's fine andretti was more over with i don't know man set. i've seen ricochet cut a promo in Reseda while the crowd is like actively trying to distract him all right well i've seen his promos in the other place and they are cringeworthy you know, i as someone who doesn't watch you know the connecticut fed i can't speak to that um all right. All right. So before we get into the main event, uh, we're going to be doing awards most likely next week. Unless anything ship blows up. Right. Yeah. Unless, you know, like Triple H gets fired. Um, I am firmly in the camp. I did more research. I don't think FTR's tag team of the year. That said, I don't even think they had the best feud of the year. And they had two matches I went five stars on. <laughs> uh, obviously, this game seven isn't going to count, but like, dude. Oh, man. 
I said before the call, but anyway, that's just my quick tag team thing. I think we're going to have to, we're going to have to come to a consensus on all our picks. We can't have co-winners. Um, so that's going to be a fun conversation. Um, I said before we recorded that that might be my match of the year. Mm-hmm. This ladder match. It's a bold uh, take. Escalera de la Muerte. Um, it's a very different match than Osprey Omega. Um, the only through line is Omega who is having a hell of a kickstart to wrestler of the year. Um, (laughs) we're like 11 days in and I, I don't see anyone taking this from Kenny Omega. (laughs) No, you can tell he put his recap work in and he's ready to go. Oh man. Um, so yeah, I I think this is perfect. It was the perfect way to end it. And I was a little bit worried whenever they were going to do the, you know, the seven game series. We all knew it was going to go seven, especially when they announced the match types and they're going to do a ladder match in Los Angeles. Uh, as someone who loves basketball, which is this, this is just a current or constant reference to. Um. Again, I, I I think this it goes back to my Young Bucks for Tag Team of the Year argument that I have where it's like they had six matches against the Death Triangle in a relative like short amount of time and each one of them is different. And by the end, because we can only in 2022, we can only talk about one through six. The culmination of all this was game seven, obviously, but like everyone's countering everyone's moves by match three. We're countering the counters by, and now that we're in match seven, it's like, no, we're no longer doing like Matt versus Penta pack versus Omega Nick versus Phoenix. Like there's a little bit of that, but very quickly it's like, Nope, we've got to this. There's desperation. We've, we, we have to make sure that we win. No one's climbing the ladder super slow. But dude, this just works. It's just all of them are ready for this to be over. They're all desperate. And that really got through in this. I was legitimately like holding my breath at one point and I caught myself and I'm like, dang, I feel like a kid watching this. <laughs> this stuff's so good. So yeah, walk, walk us through. I mean, this when we hit the entrances and I saw the time on the clock, I was like, oh man, don't give me all in 2.0 where the bucks get cut short again. They did go long. And they they went long and they found a way to, to make it happen. This was a sprint from start to finish. Uh, insane spots, as you'd expect. I think the biggest story through this match and through the entire series to me has been the arc of Kenny Omega and his role within the trios. Cause it's not an accident. Oh, he was yeah. the one that grabbed the titles. It's not an accident. He was the one that hit the one wing angel that just beat out Matt tapping out last week compared to the first couple matches where they deliberately made him look like shit. And there were some people who had no clue where this was going, panicking, going, Oh my God, Kenny made it back too early. He came back too early. He's not healthy yet. Eat fucking crow because he played you like a goddamn fool the entire time. Well, to be fair, my concern 
was part of that because I was like, this dude's been out for a year. And like the worst thing that could happen is if he gets hurt in this tournament. And he played you like a goddamn fiddle. Yeah, but whenever the dude's like, (laughs) I I get dizzy when I'm wrestling, Mm -hmm. I'm like... That's not something that just goes away with time. That's something that gets worse. It did get worse. And then he had to take time off. It kept getting worse until they wouldn't let him anymore. So did I get worked for a week? I did. And I loved it. I loved every minute of it. So all all, all I'm saying is Kenny Omega is the god of pro wrestling. That's the real (laughs) point to my story is Don Dallas is right. He's on his (laughs) Sephiroth supervillain shit right now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so that, um, that to me was what stick out the, stuck out the most was the Kenny Omega arc through the seven game series, which has, also got the Osprey match feeding into it as well, where he was just like, I'm back, bitch, and you can't beat me. Like, I picked up on that, too. Maybe this is the hottest take. This felt like the most dangerous Kenny Omega's been in the entire AEW run. I felt far, it by in far. this match. And by this dude far. did the exploding barbed wire death yeah. match. He's done like crazy stuff but now with it feels like he is unstoppable this is is, he had an aew championship run that i thought was just fine by all metrics i'm like he's having great matches but like he doesn't feel like a star this kenny omega feels like a star back right before the tournament started where he won to go to winter's coming like the tournament starts he beats sunny kiss in that two second squatch literally a week before that he says i think it's time to show everyone a glimpse no a healthy mouthful of what kenny omega can be because he knew he still wasn't at 100 percent. like he was hurt then too he was already hurt i think it's yeah i think we are in the end game of kenny omega's career yep and, and I think that this is the last possible moment that he can be a top singles person. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be seeing it this year yep. while he's trios champion. Yeah. I don't know how long they're going to hold those titles, but the division is mm-hmm. supposed to be built around them. Mm-hmm. And this guy feels amazing. Mm-hmm. Cut that for a clip. Yeah. Um, I don't know where it's going to go, but we're going to get some of the best matches of his career. I'm hoping dude. I'm hoping. Just imagine, mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, start the prayer circle now that he has a full year because while he was hurt, Osprey, I I think he's kind of surpassed him mm-hmm. as far as just like what you can expect, match mm-hmm. in, match out. Osprey kind of kind of took that spot. If he stays healthy, I'm telling you, this is going to be a special year for Kenny Omega. This match itself, like I said, I thought it was perfect. Um, I, It was just enough getting the managers involved, mm-hmm. like just a taste. You didn't have to, like, just a spot. Cutler. Just a spot. Cutler owned yep. it. Um, Pack felt dangerous. I'm really interested to see what him and the Lucha Bros do moving forward. Um, it feels like we're doing Death Triangle versus the Elite. Like, uh, I don't know if that's at Revolution. I don't know how long we're going to build up to. Um, I th- I think this company needs to put more work into the trios. Um, that That's kind of my takeaway from this, because it's like, yes, the stars have the titles. 
and they're going to put someone over eventually. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the business. But in the meantime, like we have to have some credible threats to win these titles. And the only one I can think of is house of black, maybe Blackpool combat club, but they're going to be tied into ring of honor. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Oh, J A S Jericho, daddy magic and uh, cool hand. Just saying. I mean, that was my original main event for Canada was those three against uh, the elite. Oh, and was it really? What? Yeah. I said that like seven times on the podcast. My prediction. No, I, is... I, I, I know. Oh, fuck me. Um, but it still can happen in, in Winnipeg, right? Like we're coming up. Be sick. Battle of Winnipeg. It could be a thing still. Oh, imagine if Callis turns his back on Omega and Winnipeg. <laughs> That's how you do it, bud. Oh, man. That's how you do it. Have Will Ospreay come out. Ah. Uh-huh. Just saying. A well-delivered hi- hidden blade. But yeah, um, I love this match. I love this episode. I, and I don't think you're wrong. I think this is probably top to bottom, the best episode of Dynamite. Um, there, the stuff that I complain about, I feel like is valid, but it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the show. Um, it just kind of felt like I was tapping the brakes instead of just like hard stop. Like, oh my God, this is a bathroom segment. And I, I was tapping the brakes. I was like, okay, this, this is this is healthy. This is This is fine. I can do this. Anything else you want to get to before we scoot? Um, Honestly, hold on. Hold on one second. I, let, let's refresh the feed and make sure that there's not a, a <laughs> big fucking story. That right? Oh, Elon Musk bought WWE for $44.1 billion. Dude, that thing hit the regular Reddit feed because they don't like... No one knows serious? what kayfabe news is, right? Like, that's not a... We're not looking oh, at this that. dropped. Yeah, this dropped after after Dynamite. Uh, according to Fightful, Dax Harwood says FTR has been granted a few months off of television. Oh, shit. Look at that. Yeah, I'm seeing that right now. So, I mean, we might not see them again until their contracts expire because they expire in March. Yeah. Dude. Uh, that's Dex really interesting. Dex did literally break his asshole. Like, what? Dex has a broken ass. He broke his uh, tailbone, man. <laughs> that's a, that's different than asshole. Yeah, but it's not as funny. So, what do you want from me? Well, sorry. Oh, whenever there's someone balls. that I there's someone that I call FTR bottom, and you say that he broke. <laughs> Fair. Um, I think that's. I think that's everything. Um, we I talked about the so. lawsuit that's been filed against Vince uh, for the Vince erection. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, bah, bah, bah. Something about Shane McMahon as an independent contractor. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, I think that's everything. So yeah, hopefully uh, we don't wake up and an asteroid hit Connecticut or something. Because I'm not doing this again until next week. Right? (laughs) Until then, I'm Jake. I'm Mitch. And we're the Bingo Hall Boys. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.